And we're live. How's it going, guys? It's me, Brandon Matula. Matula, and I'm Thomas Hicks. Guys, it's it's Friday. Friday. You know what that, that means? It's sports day. And I'm so excited to kick the season off in the sports department. We got lots of stuff that's coming back from last season and lots of stuff uh, that we usually do, you know, on this podcast. Wouldn't you say so, Tommy? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we've got a lot of new ideas and a lot of old traditions. So it's going to be a really good, really good season. Yeah. As always, we just want to start off by just saying thank you guys so much for uh, just tuning in. We got great uh, first episode turn back as far as views go and listens. Thank you guys so much for supporting us. Y'all rock and hey, just keep it up. We love seeing our numbers go up, but at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. We just want to have at least one person that's listening to our opinions and such. But uh, without further ado, I'm just going to go through the lineup for today. I'm very excited to get into this. So um, one thing that we didn't get to do before last season ended was get into some college basketball talk. We didn't get to really have a season preview, and that's kind of past now because the season's almost two weeks in. So we're just going to talk about a little bit about college basketball, um, some teams to watch this year. I'm going to get Tommy's reaction from a game he went to the other day. So yes. that's going to be pretty cool. And then we're going to do our big debate slash discussion of the day. Should the college football playoff be expanded? Because we've been seeing a lot of talk about that. And I'm excited to see what Tommy thinks about it as a casual fan. And to wrap it up in the discussion department, we're going to talk about two of the hottest teams right now, the Golden State Warriors. That might sound familiar, <laughs> but this other one doesn't sound familiar. The Wizards of Washington. Yeah. A, a big fan of them is on this podcast, and it's not me. It is Tommy <laughs> Hicks. <laughs> so cool. we're going to be getting his thoughts on it, and I'm excited to do that. And then we're going to introduce the Hot Five Challenge. So stay tuned for that. And let's go ahead and kick this thing off with some college basketball. I'm so glad it's back because, Tommy, I got to tell you, like, we know how 2020 was. Like, it took a lot of things away from us, sports, hanging out with friends and stuff. But Mm -hmm. more specifically about sports, the first thing it took away was March Madness. Exactly. That week in 2020. Like the the week after would have been March Madness, but they just canceled it altogether. Yep. And I was just appalled. It went from oh we're not going to have fans to oh we're not going to have conference championships to oh no NCAA tournament. And it's crazy. We had it and we had it come back last year, and it was a little bit different. It was all in one state, which was pretty interesting. I kind of like the idea of it. They might expand on that later on. But, yeah, it was only in one state, and let me tell you, it came back like a wildfire. Tommy, what were, like, just at the top of your head, what were some of your favorite March Madness moments last year? Oh, man, the first one off the top of my head has definitely got to be when uh, I came up to Dallas to come and visit you, 
and we watched the finals or the uh, championship between Gonzaga and Baylor. Yeah. Um, because there was a lot of hype. Baylor had a, a decent amount of hype right there with the second ranked team, but Gonzaga, dude, undefeated going into the finals. Like, you don't see that super often. So, um, that was really fun. I like that moment as well. A moment, and I'll even combat you with this. A moment that I hated was Texas losing in, I believe, the first round. Yeah, um, to ACU. Ace, yep, to, to ACU because I had Texas uh, in my final two. I felt really good about Texas. <laughs> like, yeah. I just was watching them, and I liked what I saw. So, that stung like a freaking bee. But. Really, really good, you know, come back to sports post-COVID. Yes, absolutely. And that's exactly what I was going to say. It was just a great way to get back to normal. I mean, I wouldn't say at all that that was like when March Madness was happening in 2021. Uh, everything was normal, but it was definitely the start of normality coming back. And now we're definitely closer to that today. And we have a new season coming about and i'm just excited for it just lots of great storylines uh just coming into the season that were uh being continued last year uh so the the name of this segment is just naming off some teams to watch this year and while y'all could easily just go to the top 25 poll and just pick a team that might be okay but i'm gonna give y'all some insight of teams that i really feel like are worth watching this year so also to uh to back to just go along with what brandon was saying this is coming from the perspective of two people two men that are in college like yes. who yes we have our favorite college teams but we understand like the schoolwork aspect on top of the sports aspect so you know, a lot of those guys that are doing the rankings, they're a bunch of, you know, men well out of college, but we're in college. Like, who knows it better than us, you know? Absolutely. So, yeah. yeah, and especially of how many games we go to. I got to tell you all, like, that one time, that one winter I came back for a break, Tommy and I must have gone to, like, what, like <sighs> eight, eight games? So it, much fun. And it was, it was a combination of college games, NBA games. Like, we – it's crazy. We, we love entertainment, and we're love th- we're loving that things are getting back to normal. So we're yeah in better position. Start doing that again. I can't wait to get back down there, buddy. It's gonna be fun. Oh, but uh, let's let's name off some teams that have really struck my eyes so far. I'm gonna start out with Memphis. So think way back to the Derrick Rose days, where uh, John Calipari, the current coach of Kentucky, was coached there. That was the golden age of Memphis. And Memphis was just known as a great basketball school. And it was that season where they were number one the entire year, pretty much. They lost one game during the regular season besides the tournament uh, to Tennessee, I think. But Tennessee was like ranked three or something. Mm -hmm. And then they went all the way to the national championship and they cruised their way there. I mean, I think they have one bump in the road, but that was just some upset team really cashing in on a bad day for Memphis. But they were incredible, and I got to witness it. I watched them beat down on Texas in Houston in 2008, and it was just a spectacle. You were there in person? Yes, I was. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Jared Dorsey was their power forward, and then the guy that we know so well, Derrick Rose. He was the star 
and he would go to be the number one draft pick. And ever since, it's been pretty quiet in the basketball department for Memphis. They really started to rise in football. They made it to a Cotton Bowl for a few years ago and got in the rankings a little bit. But basketball seemed to be deteriorating a little bit. But it's been on the rise ever since they hired this coach that some of y'all may know, big basketball fans, Penny Hardaway. He became the coach for Memphis a few years back, and he has brought them to um, just a much better place than they are than they were post uh, their championship run because they, they had a tough run for those few years. But now they're back. And let me tell you all a little bit about this team. So this year they have two crazy prospects. Like, let me tell you, like, these are some of the best prospects they have had since, well, one of them was James Wiseman. Like, they had James Wiseman a few years ago, but they didn't really didn't really get to uh, cash in on him because James Wiseman never only played one college game, and he had that scandal about, like, Penny Hardaway paying for his house or something. I, I'm not really sure what that situation was, but he uh, didn't get to play the rest of the year. So that's sad. But let me tell you about these two guys. The first one goes by Imani Bates. Tommy, have you gotten like have you ever like heard of this guy's name come up anywhere? Oh, isn't there an NBA player who goes by Imoni Bates? Imoni, uh, it, I'm, I'm not sure. You might be thinking of this guy, maybe with like draft classes on 2K. Yeah, this guy. Yeah, he's he's pretty incredible. He yeah. reminds me a lot of Kevin Durant. Oh, well, let me. And I know when you hear Kevin Durant, you think think seven foot, which, yes, it's Kevin Durant. But I think really tall, slender, can shoot and can ball him. I like that. And that's exactly what this guy is. He is a small forward, six foot nine, and 190 pounds. Oh. And he's got a – I'm not sure what his frame is, but he's got a wide frame. And he's been pretty good so far. He's averaging 16 points per game, three rebounds, two assists, 57% field goal percentage. He is definitely one of the highest uh, prospects in the in, in the upcoming NBA draft. So be watching for his name. He's been great so far. They're currently 3-0. and And uh, they're ranked 11 in the nation because of him. And then he's accompanied by another freshman, Jalen Duran. Very highly. He's a five-star, 6'11", 250. Uh, he's, aver- he's, averaging two th- he's averaging 13 points a game, eight rebounds. So one, one key thing to know about college basketball is, yeah, their point to- totals might sound a little less, but key thing to remember about college basketball, they play 40 minutes total while the NBA plays 48. So you've almost got to, like, this – I, I do this little roll in my head. I usually add three and a half points to translate it to like what they would be doing in the NBA if they were playing NBA minutes. And uh, so if you look at the, this guy's stats, he's averaging almost 16 points and is probably averaging a double-double with points and rebounds. So, I mean, this, this, this team has been exciting to watch so far. I mean, definitely the guy to watch is Imani Bates. Um, 
very, very fun team to watch. Um, uh, they don't have too many tough games on their schedule this year. I mean, they have some tournaments coming up, but nothing crazy. They play Alabama down the road, who's ranked, and then they also Could be play- a challenge. Yeah, that'll be a challenge. And then they also play Tennessee. So th- those are teams to look out for on their schedule. They also play Houston later in the year, who we'll yes. talk about who we'll talk about a little later. But let's go ahead and talk about this Illinois team. So Tommy, I think you sadly remember re- very well about this Illinois team. What oh what do you remember gosh. specifically in last year's <laughs> tournament? <laughs> Well, I remember having them taking it all for starters. Goodness freaking gracious. And then I remember them losing, if my memory serves me correct, in the second round. Right. Oh, my goodness. I remember it being hell. I can tell you that much. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I had them going. I had them taking it all. They were they were a mature team, but out of the four number one ranked teams, um, I would say that they were the weakest. I don't think anyone would argue with me on that either. Yeah. But I don't know. I just thought it was going to be a Cinderella story. Like, they were the weakest of the four, but they're still a number one team. Yeah. Um, you know, they've got some pretty cool and mature players. But, yeah, that's what happened. And it was not fun to watch as someone who had them winning it all. Yeah. Well, well, one good news, some good news about this Illinois team after Tommy just letting y'all know, like, how tough it's been to be a fighting Illini. That's their team name. Fighting Illini fan. Uh, They are returning a lot of their starters this year. So uh, starting out with a few guys here. Starting out with Trent Frazier. He he was going to enter the draft last year, but he was like, you know what? My time's not done. I'm staying. And I'm playing Ooh. my senior year, so good for him. He's a talented guard, averaging 18 points per game so far. And then you got Jacob Grandison, very talented senior as well. So this team, like, we're used to these Big Ten schools usually, like, having these one-and-dones. But this Illinois team is definitely the most experienced team in the Big Ten. They can definitely make a run further down the road. I know a lot of y'all listening are probably like, Brandon, why are you talking about this team? They just lost to Marquette. Marquette's a good team. Marquette's yeah. 3-0 so far. That's a Jordan brand school. That is, like, when a team is sponsored by Jordan, that's, like, respect from the greatest player of all time. You know? Like, that's, it's like a, it's almost like a seal for a team. It's just. I don't know how else to describe it. It's just like a, an honor to be a Jordan brand school, and that's Marquette. But uh, Illinois, just uh, be patient with them. They just got to really in their non-conference schedule. And come conference schedule time, I think they're really going to make some noise. But hopefully do better than the round of 32. Oh, in, yeah. Uh, this uh, upcoming March Madness. But uh, – yeah, from here, let's take a look at Gonzaga. And yes, this is an easy one. They're the number one team in the nation. They were runner-ups last year. Let's talk about these guys a little bit, though. Who are they? Who's who's still here and who's new? Well, who's still here is Drew Tim. 
And y'all might have remembered him from last year. He was just a very, very instrumental piece in that championship team. He had a great year last year. He uh, averaged 19 points per game. So if you're averaging 19 a game in a number one team, you're definitely the backbone of that team, and you're definitely the part of success for the team. This year, he hasn't changed a bit. Averaging 19 a game, five rebounds, three assists, 64% shooting so far. So he has been absolutely incredible, and he looks to lead his uh, something greater than a runner-up, which is a championship, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But another guy that's making noise is this kid named Chet Holgren. Oh, yeah. Holmgren. Y'all have probably seen him before. There's like, there were memes of him, like just, I mean, he used to be a pretty goofy looking kid because he's <laughs> seven foot, first of all. Yeah. And he just doesn't look like a kid who would be seven foot. It's just looks like it just happened somehow. You know, <laughs> like, and I know you can say that about everyone, but just take a look at him. Like, he just looks like a normal, he looks like, he honestly just kind of looks like me, you know, like it's just, yeah, I was going to argue Devin, too. Like, he gives yeah. me Devin vibes. Not because he's, like, he looks goofy, but, like, he just – he could pass as 5'8", and he could pass as 7 foot. Yeah, It's just exactly. one of those body types. He yeah. just doesn't look tall, like his face. Exactly. You'd have to see it. But he's a very good basketball player. He can dribble very well at his size. A great rebounder. He's had eight rebounds a game so far. Three and a half – three – more than three and a half assists. 60% field goal percentage, and he's at 25% three-point percentage. He'll look to get that up later in the season, and he's averaging nine right now. So be looking for this guy. This guy is definitely someone who's on my radar as far as someone to watch this year. So be on the lookout for him. And, uh, well, why not go with my favorite team next? Let's talk about the Cougars. They're Who's coming house? off of uh, Coop's house. <laughs> uh, we're coming off of a, um, a very successful year, making it to the Final Four. A lot of guys graduated. A lot of guys came back slash transferred in. They have a lot of transfers this year. And we're excited to see how they'll fit in from here. Um, I mean, I fall day about Houston basketball, but – I'd rather hear it from Tommy. Tommy, uh, you went to the Virginia game the other day. Houston won that game by 20. Yep. And keep in mind, Virginia was ranked 25 at the beginning of the year. So, yeah, they are not a bad basketball team. They're definitely a team that could be regarded as a uh, tournament team. Oh, Maybe yeah. Maybe not a high-seeded team, but they, they could definitely be in there. I mean, they won the 2019 championship. Yep. Yeah, they were – Besides Baylor, they were the last team to win a championship. So they're they're a very good basketball team. What were your thoughts on Houston and just how they played, their energy? Like, how are they looking this year in comparison Mm -hmm. to last year? Yeah, so this is is perfect. Thank you for asking me this because I have my exact answer. I was thinking about this today because I knew you were going to ask me. And I, I found some pretty good words for it, at least at least in my humble opinion, of course. But so I, I was uh, this is early 2020, 
so pre right before the pandemic, I was watching Colin Coward. I, I know a lot of people are have a specific there's certain feeling feelings about Colin Coward. I like the guy. I can listen to him. I think he makes good points. But anyways, I was listening to Colin Coward and Brandon can attest to this. I'm not as big of an NBA fan as Brandon, but I'm an above average fan. Like I know more I know a lot more than the average fan and maybe even more than the above average fan. Like I'm just right below Brandon. So I guess if Brandon's a super fan, I'm like a mega fan or something. But I say that because I watch a lot of NBA basketball and the Mavs and the Jazz are two very similar teams and they were winning games quickly. And, and you're going to see where I'm going with this with U of H. But I was, I was listening to Colin Coward and he, he said, the Mavs and the Jazz win games because they will shoot you out of a game early. And if they shoot you out of a game early, you're done. You're not coming back. And let me tell you, I've been to – this was – I didn't go to any U of H games. Oh, yeah, I don't, I don't think I went to any U of H games last year. But when I went with you, Brandon, in 2018, 2019 – I kind of noticed that pattern, but in this game specifically, U of H shot Virginia out of a game. Their shooting was in okay, incredible. Is doesn't even really begin to cover it, if I'm being honest. Um, it, it, it's it makes so much sense, right? Because you think of Donovan Mitchell and Jordan Clarkson, and then you mm-hmm. think of guys like Luka Doncic, and it's like, oh yeah, those guys. If if they get a, if they get a hold on you early, they're shooting you out of a game. And I saw so many flat like flashes of those guys in that U of H core. They're, they were a very exciting team, and they weren't slamming the ball down. You know, there was no alley oops, there was no huge posters, but they just played really mature and selfless basketball. I, one thing I can really admire about U of H, they love to pass the ball. I can't say that for Gonzaga, I can't say that for Illinois, and I can't say that for for Virginia. But U of H is very selfless basketball. No, no one on that team is better than anyone else, or at least they have the mindset. I mean, obviously they all there are better players, right? But yeah, because there's a starting five. They, but like they don't play like that. Yeah, they don't. They don't play like like you. When the Lakers play like LeBron's the best player, you know. But U of H, they don't play like so and so is their best player. So everyone's just kind of the same, and I really appreciate that. So I'll, I'll wrap it up because I know because Brandon's you know Brandon's a sports guy, but. U of H, they will if they shoot you out of a game early, consider yourself done. I've seen it. I saw flashes of it in 2018. I saw flashes of it in 2019. And I can confirm this is the year that U of H, you can compare them to the Jazz. You can compare them to the Mavs because they'll shoot you out of a game early. And if you're in that hole, I'm, I promise you, you're not digging yourself out of that hole. And that's why they won by 20 against a team. That one that, that they won it all in 2019. They're not a bad team at all. They won it all in 2019. People play like young, high, not young, but like high schoolers want to go to Virginia, you know? So those are my thoughts. Hopefully I didn't ramble on too long, but hopefully I made a good oh, point. Yeah. You know? yeah, I love it. I love it. Um, obviously, go Coops. And uh, that's, uh, that's pretty much all we got for uh, college basketball. Definitely be watching this year, guys. I hope y'all liked my picks. Maybe it was maybe a little biased with Houston, but uh, they really started to off things hot. I was thinking about not including him, but uh, definitely other teams to watch is uh, here. If I could see here, definitely the top 10 teams in there, like Gonzaga, as we mentioned, UCLA, KU, but those are guys that you're always going to watch. Those are just blue bloods. But uh, yeah, 
we're very excited for the season. Uh, be looking for more coverage as the season uh, starts to get more into full squ- full swing. But uh, uh, we'll go ahead and move on to our next. Is should the college football playoff be expanded? Now, I I saw we talked, and I I should have sent it to you. I should have sent it to you, and it was about this. Well, it's all right. <laughs> oh, it's all good. But um, guy, I, I forgot his name. I think it's John something here. Looking for it here. Um. Joe Joel Klatt, that's his name. So he is a oh Joe Klatt, yes, yeah. He is a analyst for Fox Sports. Yes, uh, he's, he's uh, with Colin. Yeah, Colin Coward's friends with him. Yep, yep, yeah. So they they had a talk show the other day. He went on his show and he talked about how to fix the college football playoff and uh, like the the topic had already started about like how people thought the playoff the way it is right now with only four teams is not not working out well. He brought up this, and more people started jumping in on the conversation, kind of like us right now. Yeah, but I'm just gonna go through four things that he said, and I'm just Tommy. I want to hear your opinions on it. I'll mm. try to put it as uh, I wouldn't say plainly, but like uh. As best possible, uh, because yeah. it's it's just four sentences, but I'll explain it as we go. So, this is Joel Klatt's four ways to fix the college football playoff. First, remove divisions from every conference. So, uh, there's some conferences like the Big 12. The Big 12 actually only has uh, 10 teams instead of 12. Go figure. <laughs> hmm. Um and they don't have a division. So he's basically saying every di- every conference should be like that instead of uh, the SEC, as you know, has the West teams, which is like Texas A&M, LSU, Alabama, and the East teams. So he's saying it should be just a giant conference and just no divisions. You just – like the, the two teams sitting at the end are – the top two teams in each standing, which I agree with. I think that can help a lot. Yeah. Next is the college football, football committee, college football playoff committee rankings. Sorry, I could not get that out. Basically <laughs> what he's saying here is make it to where it's not just a committee, maybe having another committee or a computer that's helping you out in this process. Like Ooh. a, ranking computer because that's what we used to have with the bcs yeah and then this is one that i really liked diversify tv partnership and maybe this was a little bit biased on his part but i i I really agree with this because look around look at the nba like yes espn covers the finals covers lots of nba games but TNT covers a lot of games too. About eight game, eight primetime games a week, you know, and like <laughs> it's pretty. Like I know ESPN has the edge in the NBA, but TNT still has a lot. 
you know? They still have a lot of uh, girth. They have a lot of the TV rights still. The same goes for the NFL. It's really split between Fox and CBS. And then NBC has Sunday night football. So they still get a little bit of love. But uh, yeah, that's how that works. And then ESPN even has a little bit with their Monday night football. And along with that, um, you also have <laughs> other sports like with college basketball. Like, that's pretty well split between ESPN and CBS. So what I'm saying here is that it needs to be diversified. There needs to be two networks that are covering the championship. I think it'd be better for the sport. What do you think about this, Tommy? I wanted to get your opinion, especially on this part. Um, hmm. You know, funny, I, I'm not sure I really agree that the TV partnership is like we need to completely demolish it. Um, I, I don't see it as, as that much of a bad thing as a casual fan, right? I, I want to see yeah. the best teams play. But the uh, the point you made about taking away the poll, someone in yeah, the polls, I like that. I like that point a lot. Okay, I love that. I love that. Yeah. Um, and here's the last thing. Establish more objective criteria. It's just... What they ask for in the committee is just ridiculous. Sometimes they want you to play crazy amounts of uh, top 10 teams and everything. And yeah, that can very well, that's a very good goal to, I mean, create primetime games, but they need to just, I know, I don't know. They just need to establish more criteria because the NFL, dude, it is so easy to, decide who's the best in the conference. It's your record, you know? And I know college football is different. It's got 120 teams, and it's a little bit more objective. But uh, what he's asking for here is just more objective. Like, what makes this team so much better than this team, you know? Yeah. Like, there's just other ways that need to be told. So uh, I, I liked what you said. So you were saying that you highlighted that you think the way the rankings are selected needs to be changed. Uh, like, I, I'm not going to say that, like, you're wrong. Like, I want you to just give me your best shot. If you were in charge of this all, how would you do it, honestly? Ooh. Like, how would I change the ranking system? Yeah, yeah, the system. Because right now, like, just to walk through it with you, it's like mm-hmm. a committee of 20 got 20 athletic directors basically of different schools across the nation and they decide unbiasedly who's in basically okay uh i'm going to i'm I'm gonna bat i'm gonna continue to support what i was saying earlier about how we're in college and i'm gonna go even further and say i think you get some college guys on the committee or Hmm. some who are recently in college maybe you can't be more than three years out of college. Maybe grab 20 of those guys because they understand. And, and maybe, you know what? I'll even go a step further. 20 college football players or ex-college football players because they understand what it's like. And they're going to be honest with you. They're going to be like, okay, you know, 
this team, yeah, they lost this game, but they're playing here and you got to put in this factor. And then this was going on at the school and this on social media got leaked and it kind of ruined the team. Like they just know those things that adults just not adults because we're all adults, but that commentators and the people at the polls just don't know. So yep. I think you, uh, I think you add in some more college kids, and you add in more than twenty for sure. Yeah, uh, yeah. So that would be my input. That would be that would be my. I mean, there's a lot that you got to change, right? There's a lot we need yeah. to change, but that would be my starting point. I, I think that's a great idea in principle, uh, because if we're looking at it, we're the guys that are running it are a bunch of fifty-plus-year-olds which there's nothing wrong with 50 plus year olds. My dad's 50 plus, you know, mm-hmm. my, my mom's 50 plus, but uh, we're definitely wanting to take college football in a different direction. And that can't be done with people who have been doing the same thing for years with people who like it the way that it is right now. When in reality, the new fan base and the old one as well, isn't liking it too much right now. So I definitely, I agree. I think that's a great point that we need younger uh, people in there to voice and more specifically college kids. I think that's great. I think this list is just perfect. I think I wouldn't change anything about this. I think the TV partnership thing is a little biased on uh, Joel Klatt's part, but I mean, I even agree with that as well. So, uh, let us know what you guys think. We'd love to see your thoughts on this. Uh, we'll probably put a poll up later in the weekend or before Tuesday's episode or Wednesday's episode drops. Uh, yeah, that's about it for our college football playoff discussion. Um, be looking for more college football playoff content coming soon. I have an article that I'm working on right now that I will be posting uh, on our Instagram so definitely be on the lookout for that and we'll definitely be talking about college football as the season slowly becomes more and more interesting and as we get closer to the college football playoff itself but uh, let's go ahead and head to our final topic of the day I'm excited for this one ready or not here comes our thoughts on the two hottest teams in the NBA right now and as we said before familiar Golden State, they have come in really hot. I think they've only lost two games. Man, like, wow. 13-2 and two to start out here. Like, I don't know how you started off better. But let's talk about another great team. They're, t- they're pretty much tied for first straight behind first place, but... I mean, they, they, they have started the season off really great so far. And that's the Washington Wizards. Um, we'll dev, dive into the Warriors, talk about them a little bit. But I've been waiting for this all day. I've been wanting to hear your thoughts, Tommy, on this Wizards team. So for the audience, and those who don't know, uh, Bradley Beal has been the catalyst of this team for years. John Wall was traded away. And for Russell Westbrook, and then they cashed him Russell Westbrook to get Montrez Harrell, Kyle Kuzma, (laughs) Contavious Caldwell-Pope, and a first-round pick in this year's draft, which was traded away, I think, something like that. But 
Uh, it's really look. I mean, I know it's only 15 games in, but they look really good so far. Tommy, what have you thought so far about this Washington Wizards team? You know, the whole time I've been thinking, okay, um, I this is my team or one of my teams, right? And it, it, John Wall didn't work. Russell Westbrook didn't work. But Bradley Bill by himself is working, right? And, and obviously he's not completely by himself. Kuzma, Caldwell Pope, and Spencer Dinwiddie, I believe, right? Yeah, there, he's yeah. definitely up there uh, averaging 16 points a game. Yeah, I love Spencer Dinwiddie. He was awesome on the Nets. So it's kind of funny, you know. You it's funny because this is guys. You know, I like I said, like I would just just below. I'm just below an NBA super fan, but I know enough to tell you this: it is extremely, extremely rare to have a team that stripped back from a bunch of stars, and then it, that team become the best in the league. And that team only have one star. Hopefully, I'm making sense here. Basically, it's very rare these days in the NBA for a team to only have one star and succeed. Um, and the fact that it's the Wizards, I love. I, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't surprised. But just Bradley Bill, and it's not just Bradley Bill. I want. I keep saying that, and it's really not. But you, you get what I'm saying, though. Like just Bradley Bill as your All Star, it's working. And if it ain't broken, don't fix it. So we're just going to keep doing our thing, and who knows? Maybe less is better as far as the Wizards organization goes, and uh, this will put the Wizards on the map, and a lot more big-time players will want to consider coming over to D.C., so it's exciting. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, love to hear it from you as a Wizards fan. Um, I'm, I'm very <laughs> happy for them. I think they're a team that deserves happiness, they deserve a good time, and uh, I really like what I've seen from them. I think Bradley is finally comfortable to the point where he doesn't feel like he has to take every shot. And I'm not calling him a ball hog. I'm just saying, like, like he doesn't have to shoot every shot. In it, you know, like, yeah, that's definitely something that he's had to do over the past few year, few years because he's only been the only guy that can score at will. True. His team, but now he's got Dinwiddie, who's a, what I must say has a pretty great shot and great offensive skills. Montrez Harrell, who's great off the bench. Kyle Kuzma, who's been pretty great. I mean, fourteen points per game, eight rebounds, or nine rebounds, and two assists. Come on, the, the Lakers would love to have that right now, <laughs> and they never really got that from Kuzma. Not as a not as a starting small forward. So, I'm happy for this team. Nothing but the best, and uh, I think they're in good shape to at least be a top four seed team because uh, these teams sometimes come in really hot to start out the year and they kind of fade out. This might happen with the Wizards, but I definitely think they're going to make the playoffs this year, as they did last year. Yeah, and, and another point too is that. <laughs> If you remember when John Wall was injured for all, you know, we almost went two years without John Wall basketball. But for when John Wall was injured for that one season, um, it was Bradley Beal by himself and they were winning games. They almost made the playoffs. I think they were, it's not a wild card in the NBA, 
but they were just like one game shy of making the eighth seed and making the playoffs. Um, so we've seen this before with the Wizards, and maybe we all thought it was a fluke, but now I guess we know. If Bill's your front man and you just have solid role pieces, you know, that's the recipe for success. And if it ain't broken, don't fix it. So we have nothing to fix. You know, absolutely. Maybe, you know, don't rush into getting a star after this season just because you had a good season. Maybe see where we can go with the Bill train because we've seen it before in 2018, 2019, and we're seeing it again. So those are my oh, thoughts. Cool. Well, really quickly before we get into predictions, let's talk about the Warriors a little bit. We said in our NBA preseason special that the Warriors, like, were like you, you said at the beginning that they were going to be great. And I was kind of like, eh, they'll be okay. And then we also said that uh, we came, we both came to the consensus that Christmas. Like, we made a prediction about which team is going to be the best by Christmas. Yeah. And Tommy, I believe you said the Warriors, if I'm uh, not mistaken. I believe so. I hope so, at least. <laughs> yeah. But they, they've been great so far. 13-2. and two. Um, Obviously, Curry's having a great year. 29 points per game. Uh, six rebounds, seven assists. Great year for him. Great stats. But I can't just give him the credit. I, I really can't. I really, really got to give it to these these young guys. Let's just name off a few. Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole, y'all. The guy that made that lucky shot in 2018 against Houston. I don't know about lucky. Or 2017. <laughs> well, he was doing the splits, basically, in yeah. the air. So maybe he has like a good shot. Season. I think he has a great shot, but like that in that sequence, he was like literally doing the splits while he was shooting it. So maybe he was a little lucky, lots of skill. But now we, I think we can agree that it's 100% skill now. 17 points per game for Jordan Poole. And then this guy named Gary Payton Jr. Yes, Gary Payton Jr. Woo! Gosh, he has been a firecracker this year. He's averaging on the Rockets. Uh, I do no, he is not. So this guy's new. This is a different Gary Payton. Uh, he, this guy, was on Arkansas team this past year. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, he's pretty great. And yeah, I've. Oh, is it what, wait? Is it Gary Payton Jr. or Gary Payton the second? The second. Yeah, he was on the Rockets and the Wizards. Gary Payton the second. Yeah. That's how I remember him. Payton one. Yeah. Anyway, this guy's a firecracker. He and yeah, I've really thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed watching him this year. He's been so great for the Warriors so far. And yeah, okay, this guy did play for yeah. So I don't know where this guy's been. I just haven't seen him around. I'm thinking of Kaminga. Kaminga played for. Oh, Moses Moody. Okay, I'm thinking of Moses Moody and uh Okay, so I got that mixed up with him, but that's okay. I miss we all mess up sometimes. The uh, only reason I knew that is because it was those are my two teams, the Rockets and the Wizards. So Yeah, absolutely. And uh Gary Payton the second. Great stats so far. Kaminga as well. He's playing very well. And then Igadala has been a great pickup. Wiggins, right? Isn't Wiggins? And Wiggins, yeah, y'all, Wiggins is averaging eighteen. Dang. Like he is playing great. And, and y'all, 
James Wiseman isn't back yet, and much, much more importantly, Clay Thompson isn't back. So this scare as a LeBron fan, this team scares me. <laughs> oh my gosh, they are scary. They are so good, and I'm excited to see uh, where they go from here because we said we like we were predicting teams who would be great by Christmas on its way to be a championship contender. And right behind him is the Phoenix Suns, a team that was really thought to be just a fluke last year because of everybody recovering from the weird COVID season. So be watching the Warriors. They've looked spectacular this year. Um, But yeah, that's it for our two hot teams in the NBA right now. We're now going to move on to our hot five segment. Our first, we've done five the pickums before, but that y'all haven't seen anything like this before. I say anything, the key word is Toyota. Cheat. Toyota. <laughs> Toyota. That is the key word. So just remember that for later. But anyway, I'm going to go ahead and describe this challenge. So what we're going to do, we're going to pick every week on Friday. We're going to pick five games. And it's going to be across multiple sports. And they're going to go from the today, like this episode, to uh, our next episode, which is our pop culture. But it's just from pretty much... From then to then of uh, when we're not podcasting. So when we're not podcasting, y'all are predicting. And we're going to pick five games. We're going to put them on the polls. You vote for your teams. And then you DM us the keyword. And and if y'all pick all five, all five games correctly, y'all win $50. That's right, $50. And what y'all have to do in return, this is all y'all got to do. Send in the key keyword, repost our sports episode or, or our pop culture. We'll let y'all know which one we want y'all to post and make your predictions. And that's it. Three steps, three easy steps. And that is all you need to do to cash in on this. It's our challenge. So let's go ahead as we're, Running a little low on time. Let's go ahead and get into our hot five for this week. Um, we kind of went. I kind of went all over because I don't want to make it easy for y'all. I want this to be tough as possible. We'll start with college football. We got a top seven matchup. This game is going to have college football playoff implications. And uh, side note, y'all, uh, Tommy and I are not going to be doing predictions this year uh, for this season, but. I'm going to give a little insight on the matchup to give you all an idea of who you should pick. And then Tommy's going to talk about the spread for those of you who'd like to hear like to hear that. So let's go. Michigan State, number seven, number four, Ohio State. Big game. Ohio State is playing at home. They're a 19-point favorite. Um, that should tell you that, but, man, Michigan State just lost to Purdue. And they're looking for revenge. And the committee really did them wrong putting them behind Michigan. 
So this team has got some salt in their mouth, and they're ready to go. Ohio State is coming off of a very dominant win over a Purdue team that just beat Michigan State. So I'm excited to see uh, this matchup. It's going to be in Columbus, Ohio. Um, Ohio State is favored to win. It should be a great game, even though it's 19 Tommy. Uh, This is a game between two top 10 teams, and they're saying this is a 19-point differential. Do you like what are what is your thoughts on this? Um, I think it's just a game we're gonna have to wait and watch. Yeah, I'm gonna keep it short and simple. It's a game we're gonna have to wait and watch. Uh, what what about the line? Are you thinking? Do you take that line to 19 point favorite for Ohio State, or do you just not? Honestly, bro. I mean, it's two top ten teams. So, yeah, j- just because it's two top 10 teams, I'm going to say no. If it was obviously like if it was a team below 13, like if it was a, if it was Ohio State and the team ranked below 13, I would say absolutely smash that because college football scores are usually by very big margins. But I just don't trust it. I just don't. So, you know, they're, and Vegas is smart. You know, they put 19 because they think Ohio State's going to win by 18. That's what Vegas thinks, and Vegas has some of the smartest guys in the entire world setting their lines, for anyone who doesn't know. So if they win by 19, it's like something pretty special is going to have to happen, um, if, that make, if that makes any sense. Like in baseball, teams, you know, they usually win by one or two, so they'll put the line at three. They'll, they'll be like, okay, you got to win by three. That means it's got to be a freaking good game for whoever you're – putting your money on yeah and they think they're they think ohio state's gonna win by 18 and i think that's fair but against another top 10 team i don't really trust it so i'm saying stay away from that line that's fine that's what i'm saying all right all right i'd love to hear it all right let's head to college basketball i mean we haven't had any college basketball talk or this year we have now and we haven't had any games to predict yet so now i got two for y'all Number one, Gonzaga versus number two, UCLA. A rematch of the Final Four matchup from last year. And we know the last time, Jalen Suggs made that crazy half-court shot to win it and send them to the championship. UCLA is looking for revenge. Uh, This game's going to be in UCLA. So you might know the direction this might go in. Uh, UCLA is a two-point favorite. Uh, Tommy, do you take this or do you not? Two point favor over Gonzaga. Yes. <sighs> you know what? Let's have some fun. I think I take that. Yeah, I agree. I, take... I think that's yeah. It's not a bad assessment. I mean, you're the home yeah. team. You're number two. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, because two two is a very small margin. Like that's that is small, small. And I think the home team would win by maybe five. You know. Um, if not more, and yeah, I like that. I like two a lot. I think if it was, I I would start. I I wouldn't lay your whole mortgage on it, but yeah, you could you could lay some on that. Yeah, yeah, that's a good line. It's a good line. Okay, okay. Well, let's go ahead and move on to our next matchup. This game is happening on Saturday. It's uh, Villanova versus Tennessee. Uh, there's no one on it for some reason, but um. This is a 
neutral sided game, just to keep in mind. And it's <laughs> Tennessee's 17, uh, Villanova's 5. Um, sorry, Tommy, no line on this, but uh, yeah, this should be a good matchup. Uh, Tennessee's really looking to get back into the swing of things with basketball. I don't think they made the tournament last year, so they definitely want to make their mark this year. But uh, let's go ahead and head to the NBA. Tommy, I'd love your insight on this one because this one's going to be fun. Dallas Mavericks, 9-5 against Phoenix Suns, 11-3. This game's going to be in Phoenix on ESPN tonight, Friday night at 9. So y'all better make this pick quick. Um, Luka, the Mavs have looked good this year. have had a few injuries so far, but they've looked good. But the Suns have looked better so far. Tommy, how do you feel about this matchup? Oh, man. Mavs and – or uh, you said Mavs and Suns, right? Yeah. Uh, I got to go Mavs, man. I just like them more. I'm just, no, There's no statistics going into that. I just like the Mavs more. So uh, I got the Mavs. <laughs> cool, cool. Well, we'll go ahead and go into our matchup of the week. Yes, you heard it. It's going to come from the NFL. It's going to be the Cowboys visiting the Kansas City Chiefs. Ooh. The Chiefs are a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, the Chiefs have won their past few games. They kind of started the season off pretty rough, but they look to be recovering as they are poised to take the lead in their division finally, which sounds odd, but their division's <laughs> been pretty packed this year. Yeah, uh, Tommy, the Cowboys have been hot this year. And I know your friend Ace will be very disappointed if you picked otherwise. What are you thinking in this pick? Kansas City, the home team, has the two-and-a-half favorite. Oh, I don't know, man. I like the mojo the Cowboys having go, have uh, going into this. Also, like, dude, uh, I don't know. I'm st- Okay, what I do know, and I'm going to answer a question because I don't want to ramble on. Do not lay anything on this because this could go either way. It could go to the Cowboys. It could go to the Chiefs. Personally, I, I have bet against the Chiefs one too many times in my immature betting days, and I have been very wrong and regretted that decision. So every time the Chiefs play, I usually bet for them. Um, but I would stay away from this game. So I'm going for the Chiefs. Oh, I want the Cowboys to win because I'm from Texas, and like you said, Ace, which we got, we got to get his thoughts on, on, the, on the Cowboys. Oh, yeah, definitely. Most definitely. Yeah, They've looked great this year. Yeah, he, he would know more than, than all of any of us what what's going on with Cowboys, why they're succeeding. But, yeah, I got to go. I want the Cowboys to win. I think the Chiefs will win. Keeping my mouth shut here. Don't lay anything on it. Brandon, I, I'm curious as to hear your thoughts, though, because you would know more than me. So what are you thinking? Man, I, I like what the Chiefs are doing, but I think the Cowboys just have um, – uh, I think their offenses are the same, but Kansas City's defense sucks, and the <laughs> Cowboys' defense is good. So I think that's going to be the difference there. Uh, yeah. You guys, make your picks. Uh, we'll put a description in Instagram just to give y'all uh, it. I'll rerun it through y'all real quick before we close. All you got to do is uh, repost our post, make your picks on our Instagram story, and uh, DM us the keyword that we said earlier in this episode. If you can't find it, well, you got to listen. <laughs> <laughs> There's no cheating there. Come on. You got to listen to us. We 
love doing this and we do this for y'all. Um, but that is going to wrap things up for our first episode of season three for sports. Man, it was a doozy. Great, great stuff. Very jam-packed. Tommy, I'm excited to get into pop culture. Uh, do, do you have uh, anything to say about the, your upcoming episode? Yeah, guys. Uh, first of all, really, honestly, probably my favorite sports episode yet. What a great way to start season three. Brandon killed it. As always, this was it just really smooth. A very smooth episode. No rough edges. So great stuff. Um, Tuesday is going to be lit, you guys. It is Thanksgiving week, so I don't and, – and Brandon obviously can back me up in this. I, I don't see Brandon nor I um, struggling to post during Thanksgiving week. I know it's the holidays, so we're going to be kind of out and about. And then, you know, today, you know we record Thursday nights, uh, which it would be Thanksgiving night. Um, so just kind of follow our Instagram, Hot This Week Podcast, to stay updated if we do end up, you know, moving – the podcast a few days forward or backwards. Um, just wanted to let you guys know that because that could definitely end up happening with Thanksgiving. We just aren't sure yet. Um, that's something Brent and I will discuss, you know, in a couple of days, but yes, really fun stuff. I just watched house of Gucci tonight. I don't want to spoil the episode, but all I'm going to say is I, I had a good time with the movie. It is flawed and we will get into that on Tuesday and then tomorrow or uh, the day that this is dropping. So Friday today, um, I'm watching two movies. Well, I'm really watching three, but I've already seen Dune. I'm, yep, that's right. I'm watching Dune again. Yeah, I love Dune, you guys. Cannot wait to get to my top ten movies of the year because Dune is up there. Um, but I'm watching King Richard, the new Will Smith movie about uh, Serena and Venus Williams, uh, about their dad, oddly enough. I don't know. It's kind of weird. But I'm excited to see that because a lot of Oscar you know, buzz is around this film and when that's the case, it's usually a little overhyped. But uh, so far, every Oscar buzzed film this year has not been overhyped, i.e. Uh, Belfast and Spencer, two great films. Um, and then uh, I'm also watching Ghostbusters Afterlife. Um, I, the Rotten Tomatoes score, we, I don't really like Rotten Tomatoes. I don't, I don't really like them at all. But, you know, I have to give credit where credit is due. The Rotten Tomatoes scores are pretty good for... Uh, for uh ghostbusters afterlife so i'm excited to give you my personal opinion on that um i'm i'm i like the ghostbuster movie it's okay but yeah so not gonna spend a whole lot of time here because uh we agreed to not do that but it's gonna be a huge episode next week as always though please follow us on instagram to stay updated uh i'm pretty sure we're gonna upload this on tuesday we could end up uploading it monday we could end up uploading it wednesday we're not sure 100 sure yet uh, that's something Brandon and I will discuss, but it's whenever we upload, it'll be a really big episode because you've got not one, not two, but three movie reviews. Um, yep. Really big stuff there. Uh, but Brandon, yeah, you killed it, man. Thank you Thank so you. much for your input and just in, informing us casual and super fans uh, more about sports. Um, and we look forward to uh, Thanksgiving week. We hope that you guys are safe in your travels. And that you enjoy your time with whoever you're with, friends, family, or just by yourself. Know you always have a family with us here at the Hot This Week podcast. Um, so that being said, my name is Thomas Hicks. And I'm Matula. Matula. And we will see you next week. Bye. Bye. And we're off. <laughs>